0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly and I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls, your go-to Helens for everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we'll be exploring Medici: The Magnificent.
2: The show takes place twenty years after the first season, Medici: Masters of Florence, and follows Lorenzo the Magnificent. After an attempt on his father Piero's life, he's for to step up
1: and take the lead of the Medici family. Now, of course, this doesn't go down too well with Piero, who has landed the Medici bank in some big trouble. But Lorenzo is not deterred and resolves to do things differently to his father to ensure the Medici family remain one of the most powerful families in Florence. But it's just not that simple, as Lorenzo finds himself in conflict with Jacopo Pazzi, the head of a rival banking family. We'll be giving you an insight into the new series with exclusive interviews with the cast, including leading man, Daniel Sharman. We've got the lowdown on everything you need to know about the new series. Stay tuned to find out more. So this week, we're
2: talking all things Med, Med, how on earth do we even pronounce this?
1: Given my T-side tones, I don't think I'm your go-to girl on pronunciation, but I recently caught up with the cast who informed me it's Medici. And it seems the name is about as complex as the plot, am I right? What on earth is Medici about? Well, Fact Fans, I'm here to tell you that you can get all the spoilers you want about the series, because it's a true story. Really? Really. The Medici family were some of Florence's richest residents. They're largely credited with setting up the middle class as we know them today, and were actually really influential in their time, and even set up a bank. Lorenzo,
0: each panel shows a Magi heading to Bethlehem to witness the Nativity. It's Papa, and there's Grandfather now look who is leading us all.
3: Why is it that we have to accept the world that we live in? Why can't we make it a better one?
1: One day you will lead us. as your father led this family and his father before him?
3: Medici blood must be spilled.
1: Does it scare you? A little. Let the
3: fear drive you to work hard and prepare. And lead us all to Christ.
2: Father!
0: You can't think I had
3: anything to do with it. Well, the medallion bears your seal,
0: does it not? Giuliano must have planted it. In an effort to distract from his ridiculous father
3: <laughs> this was an act of terror pure and simple Lorenzo does not have a
2: crown but he is king only I can give him a legitimate heir, and the eye can protect him so I implore
0: you if you love him let him go pushing him out of my bed will not be enough to bring in close the yachts.
3: This is about power. We will not compromise. We will wipe them out.
1: No! So from the trailer, we've got Sean Bean looking pretty angry and sounding quite furious. Yeah, it's a long way from Ned Stark, don't you think? I don't know. Ned had that side to him. like He could take you down if he really wanted to. Yeah, but... His character in this like he is angry whoever he's gone up against i would not want to be yeah lorenzo should be shaken in his boots but mine sean bean could die well he usually does doesn't he <laughs> but i think as well from the trailer i think there's going to be a little bit more heartbreak as well this series yeah the women seem really crucial this series and i think that's something we're going to touch upon later but um Yeah, I'm quite interested to see how the women kind of battle while the men are doing like the heavy bank battling as well. So knowing what you now know, how did you find the series?
2: Honestly, a little tough to get into. I watched the first series in about a week and it took me some time to really get into the story. But once I did, I found myself getting sucked in and I have a feeling I'll be the same with the second season. The first two episodes focused largely on Renzo and his plan to follow in his father's footsteps and continue the Medici family. But I found myself more interested in his sister Bianca I have a feeling there's a lot of heartache in store for her and I look forward to finding out how she deals with it. Hopefully, she follows in her grandmother Contasina's footsteps and is revealed to be a strong, determined woman who knows exactly what she wants and how to get it. What about you, HD? What did you make of the new series?
1: I had a mixed response to it. At times I was thrilled, gasping at every twist and turn, but I couldn't help but get so infuriated by some of the characters, especially the women in season one who seemed to let the men walk all over them. Having seen the first two episodes of season two, I can confirm it's a little better. And we see some women who really want to go and get what they want.
2: Yes, that's something I'm really looking forward to. And spoiler alert to those listening, despite being convinced to give up her calling to take her sacred vows, I'm hoping Clarice uses her marriage to her advantage. She appears so driven to help those in need, yet gave up her work to marry Lorenzo.
1: Surely there's a big twist coming in her story. What's really great as well is how these women are really pulling the strings behind the scenes. Sarah Parrish's character Lucrezia, who I love by the way, really has a strong grip on the family and what it should be driving for. I'm interested to see how she will progress in the coming weeks as she finds her family getting challenged left, right and centre. I recently caught up with some of the female stars of the show and they've spoken about how their characters will progress and it seems like it's good news. Synova Carlson, who plays Carice, will eventually marry Lorenzo and she takes on Lucrezia's role when she gets a little bit older. It's interesting because already in episode two we see a real conflict with her. She comes to the bright city of Florence but she's from a papal city of Rome and I can't wait to see how her character deals with this. And she stressed that the women's involvement
2: in Lorenzo becoming so famous is shown in the series, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she told us the main reason Lorenzo went down in history is because he was a man and he had the legitimacy to run a bank. But behind him were all these women who were really the powerhouses and asking him these questions bringing him these documents, coming up with plans. What this series does really well is it focuses on what goes on behind the scenes. So it seems the women were always supposed to be a big part of the plot. According to executive producer Frank Spotnitz, he found them difficult to research and as a result, he had to kind of invent a lot of their influence on the male characters. I imagine it must have been quite difficult to cast and kind of guide the women. Yes. And the female characters especially, it's quite interesting how powerful they are over the men in the series, yes. especially in season one as well. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Was that a very conscious move for you?
0: Yes. I, I, when Nick and I started doing the research, we you know we saw there were all these women in the family, and in most cases, you know, in 90% of the cases, the history books don't Give you much at all. And we said, but this is absurd. I mean, they obviously played an important role in these families. What was it? And so, what you're left to do as a dramatist is you go, okay, well, we've got the dots here about Lucrezia Donati or Clarice Orsini or uh, you know, any of the women from the first season, you know, Contessina de Bardi. And you try and connect them and fill them in and imagine who they must have been. And I think, honestly, that's what makes this show work, is that the women are every bit as strong and powerful and interesting as the men. but it is an, an act of imagination. You're, you're trying to rescue these women from history because you know, so often their stories were not recorded at the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm really you know, proud of that, that we were able to create these really rich, interesting characters. And it, it feels more like modern life. You know, these are characters living in the 15th century, but you know, people have not changed. And so I think it helps a modern audience recognize these people because you see that their relationships are rich and complicated like ours are now.
1: And one person in the UK audience will definitely recognize is Sarah Parrott. Yes. You must have been thrilled to get her on board. Yes. I can wait to see how she develops. Yes. And what does she bring to the drama?
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, Sarah, I mean, who is absolutely hilarious in person, is <laughs> just like, you know, so vivacious, you know, and a joy to be with and to work with. And, you know, she is the, the, the spine of this family. She is the strength of this family. And, and obviously, she brings that... Um, uh you know I'd, I'd say she's beloved really as an as an actor but she brings that authority and, and um empathy and emotional intelligence to the role and in in this season she's married to a weak husband you know who has has really let down the family despite his best attempts and this this is interesting too because both Sarah and Julian Sands, who plays her husband, they're playing older versions of characters we had in the first season. <laughs> so we were, we were trying to match that storyline. And the first season, you see how much she loves her young husband, and he's never sure he can quite measure up. And now you see 20 years on, he hasn't. You know, it's, it's quite sad in a way. But um, Sarah's character continues through all, you know, through the run of, of the series. And you see um, uh, how much she suffers. And how brave she is, and relentless, and um, never loses faith in her family, uh, which is very touching.
1: And just finally, um, what makes Medici the the Magnificent so timely, I guess? Um, Why now? I
0: I think it feels very relevant today because it's, as I said, it's about youth confronting a a broken world and trying to figure out how to fix it, and. about an idealist trying to act in accordance with his conscience and how difficult that is, and I think you recognize his enemies. You recognize people who are ruthlessly self-interested, who uh, don't don't see any value in art or culture or or uh, the dreams that people possess. Um, and I think we treat that conflict in a very honest way, you know, and it's. For me, I felt like um, it reflected the world we're living in now, and it gave me something to think about after it was over. And I, and I, I hope people will watch this and be you know, entertained and moved, but also feel like um, uh, it was worth their time.
1: The most important question we need to be asking is, will Sean Bean's character die in this series? Well, we all know he's pretty cursed when it comes to his
2: roles as many of his characters end up dead very early on. Just look at poor Ned Stark. And unfortunately, it looks as though Jacopo Patsy could face the same fate. If you know anything about the Patsy conspiracy, which season 3 will tackle, Jacopo gets himself in a lot of trouble. The controversial assassination attempt saw the Pazzi family try to overthrow
1: the Medici family, and spoiler alert, it did not go well. Obviously, in that kind of setting, there's only going to be one victor, and given the show's title, we can guess it was the Medici's. So what exactly can you expect from the second season? HD caught up with leading man Daniel to find out what
2: the future holds for Lorenzo and the Medici's, and will his character be responsible for yet another
1: Sean Bean death? I just thought we'd start if you could tell me a little bit about your character Lorenzo. He's quite an interesting guy. Yeah, he
3: certainly is. He's, um, it's, uh, he's a, a pivotal kind of point in, in kind of Western culture and his pivotal man and point in Italian, you know, in, the, in the Italian history. But he's also just a very interesting man. You know, a, a, an interesting kind of. Moral man and a leader, and I, I'm very surprised that his story hasn't been told a great deal of times because it's got it's got all all the drama that you'd expect from from a kind of cinematic point of view, or, and so I'm very I'm I'm very surprised that the story hasn't been told over and over and over again. Um, but he's also uh, he was a man that I identify every kind of. Um, intention and uh, and desire and, and um, goal of his, and I, I kind of I kind of identify with all of them. I be, he's kind of the idealised version of what I would love to stand for and, and what I would love to kind of be. And, and so that that was, was a gift to be able to play it in some way, you know, to live it vicariously through through him um, in the country that. And in the places that he um, that he lived and, and ruled and, and, and was a part of, so it was a huge gift.
1: There is a little bit of historical debate about whether Lorenzo is a good or a bad guy. Um, where, what did you, What's your take on that? Where do you stand?
3: Having read a lot about him and, and having kind of
0: researched
3: him, him and, and, and from both sides, you know, from, from both kind of sides of the, the eye of one saying he's the beginning of, of a nafioso you know, the, the beginnings of that very brutal rule and, and the other this kind of glorified version and and to me I, I really identify with just the idea that there is a cause and his cause is so great that it comes with certain sacrifices and it comes with certain things that have to happen and not all of them are good, the goal or the, or the the vision that he's trying to uh, that he is trying to reach is I think to me a very worthy one and one that you know is very timely because look we're still telling his story 500 years later and um, and the world is still is still benefiting from the art that was created through his various patronage
1: and already just in episode one um, there's some great standoff moments against um, Jacobo how can we expect their relationship to develop um, throughout the season?
3: Well, you, you know, the, the thing is, is that the um, it's a very complicated relationship. Uh, in terms of the families, um, these two families, the Medici uh, and the Pazzi, and and the, the, the relationship is not always going to be, you know, it's not always going to be clear. Eventually, it will wind up to the end of a capricious conspiracy, but
0: it takes all kinds
3: of turns um, within it, and uh, and that you know you'll get to know the motivations behind both families, and it will lead to something really brutal and you know and dramatic right at the end. But but the course of getting there is, is a is a windy one, and not a, not a kind of easy flow so it will develop during it and it will go down to those kind of interesting routes um before it gets to, to a final head.
1: And as a result of their kind of uh, relationship you know you do have some great scenes with Sean Bean I was just wondering what he was like to work with it must be such a joy.
3: Oh it's such a joy um you know not only because is a, a hero of, um, of mine since I was a kid but but also because you can work with someone who is that giving and it, it is such a, it's such a lovely thing you know it, it, it's somebody that's constantly looking for the truth and somebody that's constantly giving and, and it is incredibly professional and um, that that is such a to work with, just somebody who's uh, an actor that works alongside you that is always giving. And that, that's, um, that's all you can ask for, really.
1: And obviously he does um, have a, a kind of tendency to play characters that die, so you must have felt quite confident yeah. going into it that uh, Lorenzo would come out of this feeling quite in a good position. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know, all I wanted to be part of the Sean being death montage, that's <laughs> what I really wanted to be. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's a montage on YouTube of just Sean being being killed, <laughs> and uh, I, I, all I wanted to make sure was that um, I could. There was a possibility that I could join that very very uh, illustrious montage.
1: And I can't wait to see if you do. Um, I was just wondering if uh, finally, uh, what can fans expect in the rest of season two, and you know, going on into season three?
3: Yeah, so. Season two is really the, the rise, you know, the, 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 the changing from from a, a child, you know, basically a child to to a man, and, and understanding the the, uh, the weight of responsibility and what that does. That that journey, and then finally the event that that changes, you know, his whole life at the end of season two, and then the. The kind of second, the 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 next part, the second part of it is is really his life um, going into his death. You know, is is his is watching him lose power. Is is, is watching what these things that he's built um, and, and watching a man who is who was so important start to fail and start to lose his grip on power and that's that was that to me was the most the, the real fascinating part was playing somebody who's falling apart and um and losing their grip um and losing their ideals somewhere. and when so that's the journey and I, and I think you when if you can watch TV, you know the two seasons back to back eventually you'll see that you know but this first season is very much about the idealised version of what he wants to be and what, what, he, what he's trying to achieve and the, the wonderful things that he wants and the naivety in that and then, and then what happens at the end is losing that and then the next part is, is really seeing the, the, the decline. So you really get a sense of who this man was and, and, and what it cost him to, to go after this dream.
1: You know, I've checked out that Sean Bean Death Reel video, by the way, and it's kind of hilarious in a weird way. Did you know that one of his characters was pushed off the edge of a cliff by a cow? What? Well, let's hope he fares a
2: little bit better in Medici, although I think the writing is definitely on the wall.
1: So if the thought is a little bit too much right now, here on Netflix, we like to give you lovely listeners some helpful hints on what you should binge on next. And how could you possibly follow on from something as epic as Medici the Magnificent? Okay.
2: Okay. So it might not be entirely like Medici, but surely The Crown, following one of the most famous families in history, it focuses on the ups and downs of the royals. I binged it as soon as it came out, and I haven't really met anyone who hasn't enjoyed it. So
1: if, if you haven't watched it already,
2: what are you doing?
1: What are you doing? It's brilliant. But if you fancy a trip down memory lane, you won't believe which hugely popular Netflix show is I've just discovered. Oh my god, what? Bradley James and Daniel Sharman from Medici both star in BBC's massively popular adaptation of Merlin. No wonder they made a convincing brotherly team. Like, confession, I've never watched Merlin. Tell me more. Well, if wizardry, sorcery and tomfoolery are your bag, you're going to love delving back into Merlin. The show was a huge hit when it returned and there was always a huge interest in getting it back.
2: But, if you want something a little more intense and grown up, The Last Kingdom could be the one for you. Set in medieval, hu- medieval Hungary, the brutal drama is basically just Game of Thrones, but with less magic. We follow Uhtred of Bebenberg as he goes about his days deciding whether he should be loyal to his family or his land. It's a compelling yet extremely violent show, so if you're going to go down to The Last Kingdom, make sure you've got snacks. And maybe a sick bucket. What is it? Ships. I saw them first from the beach. What ships? Things.
3: We were kings here once, boy. Our ancestors took this land, and it has been strengthened with our blood and bone. Now you are the new heir of Bemember, and you will die for it if needed. Yes, Father. What kind of hell is this?
1: If my brother falls in battle, the boy must fall. Lift up your sword. Spare
3: these men of England who fight in your name. Do not forsake us. Do not forsake England. You can forget all about your English life. We like you, boy. You're a son to me now. One day, it is my hope that all kingdoms will become one. United under one God. One king? Yes. The idea of a single kingdom called England has to begin
0: here.
3: I will not stand by and have everything that's mine taken from me. I'm going back to the beginning. I am Uhtred of Febbenberg
2: I shall take what is mine. Febbenberg's mine! Well, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, that definitely looks like one for you. There's plenty of
1: Battle of the Bastards-like scenes going on there. Yeah, and I'm not being funny. How much does Uhtred look like Jon Snow?
2: Ooh, definitely one for the ladies. <laughs> that
1: costume's the exact same. <laughs> And um, there's lots of kids in that, which I found really weird. Um, I don't really want to see kids in that brutal setting. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will pass. <laughs> I think I might actually give it a try once I've relived my best Merlin days. That is. <laughs>
2: That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe and tell your friends. Come and get involved with the debate on Twitter at NetflixPod,
1: where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And vote in our poll. We're asking if you think Medici has delivered strong women in season two. Let us know and have your say. I know what I'm voting. And of course, don't forget to head over to express.co.uk for all your TV news and exclusive interviews. Next week, it's time for something completely different. It's the one Game of Thrones fans have all been waiting for. It's Night Flyers from George R.R. Martin. But will it live up to the hype? You'll just have to wait and see, and we'll be joined in the studio by a man who has all of the
2: answers. You do not want to miss this. See you next week. Bye.